0: Chapter 7 of The Little Minister. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M.B. in Washington State. The Little Minister by J.M. Barry. Chapter 7 Has the Folly of Looking into a Woman's Eyes by Way of Text. This is the woman, Captain, one of the policemen said in triumph. "'And begging your pardon, will you keep a grip of her till the sheriff comes back?' Hallowell did not turn his head. "'You can leave her here,' he said carelessly. Three of us are not needed to guard a woman. "'But she's a slippery customer.' "'You can go,' said Hallowell, and the policeman withdrew slowly, eyeing their prisoner doubtfully until the door closed. Then the officer wheeled around languidly, expecting to find the Egyptian gaunt and muscular.' now then he drawled why by jove the gallant soldier was as much taken aback as if he had turned to find a pistol at his ear he took his feet off the table yet he only saw the gypsy's girlish figure in its red and green for she had covered her face with her hands she was looking at him intently between her fingers but he did not know this all he did want to know just then was what was behind the hands before he spoke again she had perhaps made up her mind about him for she began to sob bitterly at the same time she slipped a finger over her ring why don't you look at me asked hallowell selfishly "I derna. am i so fearsome you're a soldier and you would shoot me like a claw hallowell laughed and taking her wrists in his hands uncovered her face oh by jove he said again but this time to himself as for the egyptian she slid the ring into her pocket and fell back before the officer's magnificence oh she cried is all soldiers like you there was such admiration in her eyes that it would have been self-contempt to doubt her yet having smiled complacently hallowell became uneasy who on earth are you he asked finding it wise not to look her in the face why do you not answer me more quickly dinna be angry at that captain the egyptian implored i promised my mither eye to count twenty afore i spoke because she thought i was o'er glib captain how is it that you're so flayed to look at me thus put on his mettle hallowell again faced her with the result that his question changed to where did you get those eyes then he was indignant with himself what i want to know he explained severely is how were you able to acquaint the thrums people with our movements that you must tell me at once for the sheriff blames my soldiers come now no counting twenty he was pacing the room now and she had her face to herself it said several things among them that the officer evidently did not like this charge against his men does the sheriff blame the soldiers exclaimed this quick-witted egyptian well that cows for he has none to blame but himself what cried hallowell delighted It was the sheriff who told tales? Answer me. You are counting a hundred this time. Perhaps the gypsy had two reasons for withholding her answer. If so, one of them was as the sheriff had told nothing, she had a story to make up. The other was that she wanted to strike a bargain with the officer. If I tell you, she said eagerly, will you set me free? I may ask the sheriff to do so. "'But he to see me,' the Egyptian said in distress. "'There's reasons, Captain.' "'Why, surely you have not been before him on other occasions,' said Hallowell, surprised. "'No, in the way you mean,' muttered the gypsy, and for the moment her eyes twinkled. But the light in them went out when she remembered that the sheriff was near, and she looked desperately at the window as if ready to fling herself from it. She had very good reasons for not wishing to be seen by Rick.' though fear that he would put her in gold was not one of them. Halliwell thought it was the one cause of her woe, and great was his desire to turn the tables on the sheriff. "'Tell me the truth,' he said, "'and I promise to befriend you.' "'Well, then,' the gypsy said, hoping still to soften his heart, and making up her story as she told it, "'yestreen I met the sheriff, and he tell me all I hae tell the thrumsfolk this neat. You can scarcely expect me to believe that,' where did you meet him in glencoharity he was riding on a horse well i allow he was there yesterday and on horseback he was on his way back to Tillydrum from lord rintoul's place but don't tell me that he took a gypsy girl into his confidence ay he did without kenning. he was dying his horse a drink when i met him and he let me tell him his fortune he said he would call me for an impostor if i didna tell him true so i guide about it cautiously and after a minute or two i tell them he was coming to thrums the need to nab the rioters you are trifling with me interposed the indignant soldier you promised to tell me not what you said to the sheriff but how he disclosed our movements to you and that's just what i'm telling you only you'll hinder the rumble gumption to see it how do you think fortunes is telled? first we get out of the man without his seeing what we're after about himself and sign. we repeat it to him that's what i did with the sheriff you drew the whole thing out of him without his knowing deed i did and he rode away saying i was a witch the soldier heard with the delight of a schoolboy now if the sheriff does not liberate you at my request he said i will never let him hear the end of this story he was right you are a witch you deceived the sheriff yes undoubtedly you are a witch he looked at her with fun in his face but the fun disappeared and a wondering admiration took its place by jove he said i don't wonder you bewitched the sheriff i must take care or you will bewitch the captain too at this notion he smiled but he also ceased looking at her suddenly the egyptian again began to cry you are angry with me she sobbed i wish i had never set in on you why do you wish that hollowell asked fine you ken she answered and again covered her face with her hands he looked at her undecidedly i am not angry with you he said gently you are an extraordinary girl had he really made a conquest of this beautiful creature her words said so but had he captain could not make up his mind he gnawed his moustache in doubt there was silence save for the egyptian sobs Hallowell's heart was touched, and he drew nearer her. "'My poor girl!' He stopped. "'Was she crying? Was she not laughing at him, rather?' He became red. The gypsy peeped at him between her fingers and saw that he was of two minds. She let her hands fall from her face, and undoubtedly there were tears on her cheeks. "'If you're not angry with me,' she said sadly, "'how will you not look at me?' "'I'm looking at you now.' he was very close to her and staring into her wonderful eyes i am older than the captain and those eyes have dazzled me captain dear she put her hands in his his chest rose he knew she was seeking to beguile him but he could not take his eyes off of hers he was in a worse plight than a woman listening to the first whisper of love now she was further from him but the spell held she reached the door without taking her eyes from his face. For several seconds he had been a man mesmerized. Just in time he came to. It was when she turned from him to find the handle of the door. She was turning it when his hand fell on her so suddenly that she screamed. He twisted her round. Sit down there, he said hoarsely, pointing to the chair upon which he had flung his cloak. She dared not disobey. Then he leant against the door, his back to her, for just then he wanted no one to see his face. The gypsy sat very still and a little frightened. Hallowell opened the door presently and called to the soldier on duty below. ''Davidson, see if you can find the sheriff. I want him.'' ''And Davidson?'' the captain paused. Mm, ''Yes,'' he muttered, and the old soldier marveled at his words. ''It is better. Davidson, lock this door on the outside.'' Davidson did as he was ordered, and again the Egyptian was left alone with Hallowell. Afraid of a woman? she said contemptuously, though her heart sank when she heard the key turn in the lock. I admit it, he answered calmly. He walked up and down the room, and she sat silently watching him. That story of yours about the sheriff was not true, he said at last. I suspect it was not, answered the Egyptian coolly. "'Are you been thinking about it all this time? "'Captain, I could tell you what you're thinking now. "'You're wishin' it had been true, "'so that the one of you couldn't lock at the other.' "'Silence!' said the captain, "'and not another word would he speak "'until he heard the sheriff coming up the stair. "'The Egyptian trembled at his step "'and rose in desperation. "'Why is the door locked?' cried the sheriff, shaking it. "'All right.' answered Hallowell. The key is on your side. At that moment, the Egyptian knocked the lamp off the table, and the room was at once in darkness. The officer sprang at her, and catching her by the skirt, held on. Why are you in darkness? asked the sheriff, as he entered. Shut the door, cried Hallowell. Put your back to it. Don't tell me the woman has escaped. I have her. I have her. She capsized the lamp, the little jade. Shut the door. Still keeping firm hold of her, as he thought, the captain relit the lamp with his other hand. It showed an extraordinary scene. The door was shut, and the sheriff was guarding it. Holliwell was clutching the cloth of the baileys' seat. There was no Egyptian. A moment passed before either man found his tongue. Open the door after her, cried Hollowell. But the door would not open. The Egyptian had fled and locked it behind her. What the two men said to each other, it would not be fitting to tell. When Davidson, who had been gossiping at the corner of the townhouse, released his captain and the sheriff, the gypsy had been gone for some minutes. But she shan't escape us, Rick cried, and hastened out to assist in the pursuit. Hallowell was in such a furious temper that he called up Davidson and admonished him for neglect of duty. End of chapter 7 Recorded by Sylvia M.B. in Washington State.